Gather your gear. It's time to head out for our road trip across America that will scare your pants off. Along the way, with your hosts, you'll be setting up camp in some of the scariest places they can find. Discover each episode a cryptid, a haunting, and a strange encounter. Climb aboard a cryptid camper if you're brave. Take it away, Tom. Hi, guys. Live from the Crypto Camper, I'm Tom, and I'm joined by my good friend, Shay. Thanks for joining us. It is season one, episode four of the Scare Your Pants Off podcast, uh, The American Road Trip. On today's episode, we are going to be setting up camp in Louisiana. I'm really excited for this one. So how's it going, Shay? Very, very good. And I, I, I'm, I was so jealous that you got to do the haunting for Louisiana, but it's, it Louisiana just has everything. It's it's chock full of cryptids and and hauntings. It, however, UFOs. Did you know that Louisiana was amongst the five least encounters of UFOs in the United States? No, I did not. Actually, I had yes. no idea on this. So. And what do you think's a reason for that? It's, you know, I, I can't even, I can't even really put my finger on it, but it's funny. Texas, I think is also in the top five. And then, um, I don't, I don't know, but it's, hmm. it's really funny though. Cause it, there's been a couple hundred, I think, like in the, in the history of Louisiana and wow. we'll get into it later, but 32 of that couple hundred happened in one place that's nuts yeah so it's super nuts yeah wow it's um yeah that because but like you said there's a a lot of great cryptids the hauntings like i i i I didn't know what like i i think you're gonna like this one um i went you know because i didn't want to do one that's too big but yeah so we'll get it which we'll get into later but uh yeah there's just so so much rich history in louisiana you got some cryptids for me today? Time for the cryptid. I do. All so, right. Uh, Louisiana doesn't make it easy at all. You have you have the Honey Island Swamp Monster, Bigfoot, Sekabillies, Rougarous. It was so hard to pick. And I actually, Rico, again. Oh. Do you, huh? say, you say Psycho Billies? No, no, Sackabillies. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I think is... those are West Virginia. I'm not. Yeah. No, no, yeah. um, no Sackabillies, Rugaroos is a sea monster, and it's and and I've really heard about almost all of them except for one. And now I think this is the game I'm gonna play with, with the exception of a few my unpassable, I think that's a word, uh, favorites. I'm going to try to find one that I don't know. And I found one again, which might mean I'm slacking, but that's okay. I'm going to talk about the wild girl of Catahoula. Oh, I have no idea. I've never heard of this. Uh... This is super exciting. So I'm going to say that she doesn't fit your standard cryptid. She's not an animal, an animal hybrid. She's not from the last episode of half man half dog she's 
she's not overly hairy. She's she's none of these things, but she is amazing. And I am absolutely enamored with the story. So um, it begins in 1880, and it's assumed that the wild girl Catahoula was actually a deformed daughter of a gypsy. It was also believed that the girl was possibly a twin and that she was left behind because of her deformity. So reports show that there has been evidence of footprints showing a possibly a club foot and show that she may have walked not completely in an upright angle. There have been a couple of occurrences in which she was actually spotted and it says she's as fast as a deer. Uh, she doesn't run completely upright and that she spoke in almost uh, almost a gibberish. Huh. Yeah. So there's actually news reports that surfaced a few times throughout the 1880s and possibly the 1890s. And the reports, um, the wild girl was called uh, one. Of, and I quote you, this is literally the quote that I saw, quote, one of the most ferocious things the human eye was ever cast upon, end quote. Huh. Yeah. So the claims are uh, stolen livestock sightings of her running through the trees, uh, moaning or a howling sound almost. And she's said to only be about four and a half feet tall and weigh about 130 pounds and uh, seemed to limp anytime she was upright, seemed to actually really have a hard time maintaining upright. Okay. That's, that's the wild girl of Catahoula. And I, I have a whole array of emotions with this cryptid and I, and I just love her. How do, how, how do you like it? So I, I, I like it a lot because, first of all, again, going back to, I told you, you are, it, the, tomorrow's Walking Dead that you'll get to see. So just some, just, just there's parallels, parallels, yeah. so, so, but you'll see, I think. Um, so my first thought, because I love this, I find it fascinating. My first thought is like the, um, the feral children of Australia or New Zealand or the Outback. And then you have, you know, uh, countries and throughout history, you've heard, uh, you know, you've heard these stories of the, like the feral children. And like, I get this mental image because you said when she runs, it's not completely upright. And I like, I get this image. And again, going to that walking dead that you'll see it, it like, I can totally picture it. I can totally, what, or what I'm picturing is like almost monkey esque a, a little yep. bit with the hands, but you're moving, you said it's qu as quick as a deer. So she's lived in the wild, you know, and like these, you know, there have been legitimately feral children throughout, you know, because of those, you know, these backstories being left in the wild yeah. or whatever. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's been, that's where, where I, I went immediately. And then you talk about the stolen livestock and like, then I'm getting like the mental picture of this season of American Horror Story when they're biting necks and uh, yes. coming up and, you know, like bite when she's eating the rabbit, you know what I mean? In the, yes. in the, like, so I'm picturing the little, like this child, you know, sitting there just, you know, going to town on livestock and stuff, yep. chickens and stuff. And um, yeah, no, this is great. This is like, like, I find it, I find it, I find that fascinating. Like you said, it's not, it's not your stereotypical cryptid, but no. it's, uh, it, 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 in a sense, it's it, it it's spookier, it's scarier because it's the human. It's somebody it, that could have been me or you. 
Like, yeah. just, you know, she grew up at a time and had some issues and was left. And I mean, it, so it, it's like, this could happen to anybody. And um, God, yeah, no, this is great. So you were saying your mind goes a million different places. Uh, so so it, it does. Like, first, like first I, I can't even, like, I'm a mom. I, I can't even... No. I can't yeah. even fathom leaving, yeah. you know, leave, leave my kid in the woods like that. That's and just yeah. leaving. It's I don't, and it's and it's funny. And another place my mind goes is immediately. So these news reports, I'm assuming these things are surfacing, and these news reports are coming out because I'm assuming these men are trying to find it or find her and and find out what she is and stuff like that. Because you know, back then it was. More likely than not, a group of women, not a group of moms going out to find this girl. This is a group of grown ass men, most likely. And yeah. they are they are that scared of a four and a half foot tall little girl. Yeah. And I yeah, I don't I don't even know. It's my mind goes so many different places. It's so sad, but it's 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 really incredible too if you think about if she was around or if she is around or whatever in the beginning, if especially if she's adapting to this awful way of life the best way she can and she's stealing livestock and she's feeding herself and it almost feels like um you ever see mama mama yes i did yes yes i know mama yep it almost feels like like a mix of that and maybe nell i don't it, like that's right. kind of what's yeah. running through my head when i'm when i'm picturing this but yeah yeah i can see that for sure um yeah no it's like you said it is it's a sad story but it's also like wow the human can, you can adapt. I mean, yeah, it's this wild sort of, we call it feral, but it's mm -hmm. this wild person that it's, yeah, I find that stuff fascinating and it's um, fascinating and terrifying at the same time. Cause like I said, it could yes. be, could, it could just be anybody. It could happen to anybody. And yeah, no, that was great. That was great. Thank you. All right. So I have a haunting for you. Time for the haunting. We said it at the top, there is there is so much great history in, in, in Louisiana. You can pick from like all the plantations, because I mean, most of them are, are have tales of haunts and which makes sense because, you know, usually there was very horrific things going on there. So uh, all that bad energy, that, make, that makes a ton of sense to me. Almost all plantations would be completely be haunted but there's other great yeah. things all the great cemetery and that's another thing when i lived down there going through the cool old cemeteries and and because that was something i was old enough to do uh when i lived in new orleans so just like yeah and so you have all those those haunting uh haunted cemeteries and just taverns all all just fun stuff and then i didn't pick this but you also have the La LaRue house. I love that story. And anybody out there, if you don't know it, check it out. The La LaRue and um, Delphine La LaRue. Uh, she was this just awful, brutal woman. Um, she actually, just interestingly and real quickly, before the fire, years previous, had gone to court and had slaves taken away from her because she was so cruel. They knew she was so cruel way before that. 
That's a, it's a little part of the story that wow. not everybody knows that she back then when slavery was illegal, she was considered too cruel at one point and they took her slaves away. But her family being as rich as they were, the La LaRue's, that she was able to get get other slaves eventually after a little while. But that so it's yeah. a brutal story. I thought about doing it, but I was like, no, I want to do something that's, you know, a little off the beaten path, but still, you know, a cool one. So I picked the Beauregard Parish Jail, a.k.a. the Hanging Jail or a.k.a. the Gothic Jail. Do you know anything about this? I've heard of the Hanging Jail. I didn't know it had other names. So I know I know a little bit about it. I'm yeah. Good choice. That's. I'm, yeah, I like that you're kind of going off the beaten path. Yeah, so this one's cool. Yeah, so as you alluded to, it's, it, it goes by, you know, it's it's called the Beauregard Parish Jail because it was in Beauregard Parish in uh, in Louisiana. It was actually in the town of DeRitter, Louisiana, which was um, when it was back in the 1800s and then early 1900s, even into like, it was built in uh, 1914, but even around then, this was part of Louisiana that was just very lawless, considered sort of no man's land. And then this prison was built there to sort of do it. And then a courthouse and then a town sprung up around it. But it's also called the hanging jail because we will get into that because that's the crux of the story, but the Gothic jail because of its architecture. It um it's it, they describe it as collegiate gothic architecture, and um there was really wasn't much seen um in the early 1900s like that. So it was like it's sort of it, it's very well known for its gothic its collegiate gothic style because it was kind of one of a kind when it was built in 1914. So just a little bit about it, and um so we're gonna get into sort of their most famous haunts, but there's other entities as well so there it is called the hanging jail because two men that were in jail there being housed there were actually hung within this jail on the third floor so it's three floors this thing the first floor is your your big bad offenders second floor is not too too bad um with a section for the women and then it's, I think third floor has a lot of offices and stuff like that. And uh, so, and which is cool. And then there's an underground tunnel that leads to the courthouse so that like after court, it, it was safer, especially at that time to transport. There was less like of people coming in or riots or anything. They could tra transport them underground to the prison. So there's two prisoners there and they were in there because they had robbed a taxi they they were attempting to rob a taxi that driver that they had got this was in 1927 28 that it really wasn't clear no probably 20 probably 26 27 um and they were it was a robbery gone bad they ended up killing the guy and it they they said it, it was described as very brutal what they did and then they left the body the body was discovered and it was tied back to them they had ditched uh the actually they had stolen the cot the cab after they killed them and ditched the body they found that burnt out uh some towns over so these guys you know they were in the prison not very long because that's how justice worked it wasn't like it is now where it's you know you go to death row and you might be on death row for 50 years before you know between appeals and everything so um so they were actually hung on a makeshift gallows within there so they had there's a big sprawling spiral staircase that 
goes up to the three floors and they actually built one coming off up by on the third there so they would actually have to like just step off a ledge and then they were ha- basically hanging from a, a beam that they jerry-rigged up there and oh made, made this gallows in there so wow. um yeah and there's not a ton of like controversy to this or anything like that i mean the biggest controversy was that these um you know how brutal these guys killed these people but yeah they so they were killed this was in 1928 so they're the two most famous uh haunts there the name is joe jenna and milton brasso the cab driver that they killed was um jj breville and it was it, all they made off with and then this i mean it was worth more than because it was in the 20s but it was only 14 dollars that they killed this guy over so yeah oh my god yeah so that was it but there's supposedly there's other entities there there was a picture taken and 2009 by an amateur photographer and she thought she saw a face in the window so she brought it to the people that were running the uh the jail because they were working on renovating it because it is now a museum uh opened in 2017 2016 2017 as a museum but uh they're working on it this is 2009 person said oh i see a face blah 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 uh took a picture of the picture whatever and then later, sometime later, was going through some old files and found an old picture of a deputy Isles. So he's another one thought to haunt there. Then you hear the women, because like I said, there was women housed there. They supposedly, because uh, they were, there was a road close by, so they would flash cars as they go by. So you supposedly hear women giggling and stuff like that and, and egging each, women's voices egging each other on. Um, and then there was... Uh, some other guests like uh or some other entities that are supposedly there just some bad dudes you'll hear disembodied voices knocking on the walls stuff like that so it's supposedly haunted by a lot not just the people that you know maybe died there as the prison um it's you know by the guards and everything like that uh i think it officially closed in as a jail it was 70s or 80s something like that so it was open for a while then it closed then they did a bunch you know it got run down for a little while then they renovated it and now it's a museum which encompasses the whole sort of area there because earlier i had said it was called no man's land it was a very violent very brutal area so if you go to this uh museum which i thought was pretty cool you get to learn about a lot of these outlaws that supposedly haunt other areas within this area because supposedly the courthouse was uh haunted as well so the whole area has got a real lot of uh really cool sort of violent but very rich history so that is the hanging jail essentially that 14 dollars that's yeah, that's where my mind is stuck right now. Fourteen dollars. That's it. No matter how much it was back then, fourteen dollars. You took I a man's know. life for fourteen dollars. That yeah. is. Uh, so it, you you painted an image for me, and I'm and I'm picturing this uh this extra staircase leading up to nowhere, really. And it's my sick and twisted head went to. Can you imagine the sound that that had to echo? That had to be. It just that really had to. Yeah, encompass the whole place, and and it's just the array of sounds that you're going to get from that. From uh, you know they're you know they're not going to want to jump, so you, you're probably going to hear a pushing or like the screeching of the feet or the, mm-hmm. the the grabbing of the. I'm assuming there are hand railings. I I don't. 
I can't even imagine. But then, and then you have the the obvious sounds of the the, the snapping of the neck and the the loss of breath and stuff like that. But then, for some reason, the noise that's sticking in my head is is the creaking. The creaking. Can you imagine the sound yeah. that that had to make? Because you are you are hitting that harder than you're going to hit really any other hanging because you're yeah. you're essentially jumping now yeah you're not just having the ground drop you're you're being pushed or jumping or or whatever it is that the creaking of the rope and a wood beam maybe or i i'm just that's all that i'm hearing in my head i think they said it was a steel beam that they put up there too so um but regardless you're still gonna hear like oh my god yes that would wow that's that's a yeah yeah, it, it, that that part of it, I was like, "Wow!" Like, why didn't they just build a gallows outside? I like, I didn't find anything about that. It was like, why? Why did they have to make them jump off the the the, the third floor? So, I mean, it it almost feels like it was like it didn't really feel oddly enough like they were trying to hide it because it it wasn't controversy around it. Like you said, there was, these maybe were things that were expected to happen. Maybe it was to make a point to. I just was, that's just where my mind went. Maybe and yeah. like, now I'm wondering if I read it, but it was it to send a message to the, like, yeah. essentially, is that like make a point say, yeah, to the other, okay, listen, you know, we'll, we'll hang you in front. You know what I mean? We, yeah. and, and it's not even going to be a, ple uh, not that any hanging would be pleasant, but it's going to be yeah. worse than, than most. We're Can you imagine? walking up those steps can you imagine that that gives a whole that's a whole different meaning to death row it's not even yeah. the, the, the green mile you know stephen king it's it's you're yeah it's i can't even imagine seeing that that top step and and that's it that's that's as top step as it gets you're not getting any higher than that ever again in your entire life i, I don't know it's just crazy yeah yeah it was um yeah, and like I said, it's like it was nothing horrific seemed to happen within the jail, like to my knowledge. But like they say, it's a very active place. Um, you know, between just the, the different the different guests, I, I love the little anecdote about about the women just messing with cars driving by. Like, I, like when I was doing the research, and it was in a couple different ones about the women, so it's like a well known thing. He actually. Um, the warden actually had a second set of bars put in so they couldn't get as close because they were it was it, he was uh cars were actually stopping and they he didn't want them communicating with the outside because you know they'd do the lift their shirt or flash whatever but they would also you know cat call or whatever and yeah uh, so i was like oh that's just a fun little anecdote but uh the whole area like i'd love to go to this area just because it just like i said it, it sounds so violent um the courthouse. I, I wonder if you, because like I said, they made a museum that kind of encompasses not only jail stuff, but some of the characters that surrounded that area, this no man's land and stuff. But uh, I wonder if you could, if the the underground tunnel's still there. Um, yeah, that'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. Because uh, yeah, yeah, cool little place. No, that's a that's a great. I like that one. That was a good pick, definitely. So we're on to, uh, and I know you said this was tough because uh, it was, yeah, not a lot. So now I'm really excited for it because I I was not aware of the fact that uh, yeah, it was such it, it's uh, not really a hotbed. Time for the string.
no, it's it's not. So I I'll I'll say that um, Louisiana Louisiana is amongst the lowest count of UFO sightings on of any uh, state in the United States. It has under 800 sightings in all time, all time, all of wow. history. Wow. Most states don't have anything shy of a thousand, and usually it's a couple thousand. Yeah. Um, so with under 800 sightings in all time, nearly 40 of them have taken place in Shreveport, Louisiana. No, oh, I've been to Shreveport. Really? Yes. So you might know this story. Um, do you know the one about the uh, the Barksdale Air Force Base? No, I don't. No. I'm glad. Okay. So on June 30th of 1952, in the skies over the Barksdale Air Force Base, uh, an airman witnessed at about 6 a.m. a cigar-shaped craft. He said it was 100 yards long with multiple portholes along its side, almost like I'm imagining like a like a cruise ship, almost like a Titanic kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and he believed it to be uh, 800 to 1,000 feet in the air. So curious and intrigued by what he said, what he had seen, he ex- he approached. There was an experimental hangar on this Air Force base, so he approached it and requested entry by its guard, but was refused. The guard, however, did say that he wouldn't find anything like what he just saw in there, and he knew that because he also witnessed the same thing, you know, just right when he witnessed it. So, it, and it's a super short one, like I said, but it's the fact that almost 40 of them took place in this place and then in the city and you have an airman and then a guard on the air force base saw the same exact thing. And this guard was uh, guarding a hangar that had experimental stuff in it and he'd never seen it. So in my head, I feel like that means he sees like the, um, the crafts that are maybe thought to be UFO that the government might be using and stuff like that. And he's never seen anything like this. And it, I feel like that gives it like a validity. And I, I really like this story. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Well, cause all right. So what first, like the great story and then the, 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 just the initial description of the cigar shape, what I found fascinating is, and again, for any new listeners that, you know, I've just recently kind of become fascinated with the whole, space and ufos and stuff so but uh umama the um the big thing that uh we're not 100 percent sure where it came from but it came through from a different galaxy through our galaxy and the um the scientist avi Loeb, who is a he's astrophysicist and whatever else and uh worked at harvard and uh written numerous papers you know claimed it's alien technology um but what i found interesting was cigar shaped that's yeah. how umama was described as cigar shaped now other people just say it's you know a piece of a comet or something you know just some sort of you know space debris uh from from a different galaxy it's just more interesting we've never got to seen with the, uh, through our telescope something from a different galaxy so it was a big deal but there was definitely some odd odd things to it so right away like i'm just like oh you know he thinks you know the cigar shape but um yeah, like you said, like the, the people seeing that there's not a lot in this area, but they're all over this same area. So it's definitely something going on here. You, you know, like you said, 800 sightings, which isn't in the grand scheme, is not a lot for the United States. But, you know, a bunch of these are in this area and then they're at this 
Air Force or whatever base. And the, you know, there's, there's tech and uh, if this guy's working there and he guards stuff just by chance, he's going to see stuff. Even if he doesn't have a hundred, you know what I mean? The, the top, top clearance, um, which is not a Q clearance for any of you Q weirdos out there. Um, it, but uh, it's uh, yeah, you're going to see some stuff you're going to, you know what I mean? For him to never see it. So I, I mean, I, I, like I said, I think that when there's smoke, there's fire. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, uh, now did it say how long, I, cause I was writing down some numbers just cause, cause to remember to say how long he thought it was or he, or said it, he thought it was about a hundred yards long, hundred yards long. Yeah. So that's, that's a pretty, field. yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a big thing, which again, Umama was supposedly a very big thing. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I I like it. I like it. And, uh, you know, and sometimes that's just it with these stories. It, it's, it's not it, sometimes with these stories, people, you it's it, it's not really a, about all the big the big bang or something. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, is this possible or is this mm -hmm. probable? You know, and uh, yeah, I liked it. I like it. Right. Absolutely. Much appreciated. We'd love it. Yeah. So we got anything else? Uh, I think, I think I, uh, I think I said all I have. And that is all I have. All right. Thanks guys for watching and make sure to tune in next week when we set up camp in West Virginia. Oh yeah. I'm excited for that one. Have a good day guys. Bye. As always, our hosts would like to thank you for joining. If you enjoyed the program, please be sure to like, follow, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Find us on Instagram at ScareYourPantsOffPod, no spaces, or on Twitter, ScareYourPantsOffPodcast. Or send us an email with questions, comments, and fan art to scare your pants off nine at gmail see you next time